Welcome to The Exit, the most prolific podcast for business owners preparing to transition a business. Today, on average, business owners leave 15 to 25% of their business value on the negotiating table when exiting a business. On The Exit, you will hear from some of the top transition and M&A advisors on how they help business owners like you through one of the most difficult life choices, the sale of your business. From transition preparedness to tax planning or driving value through operational enhancements, The Exit is the podcast that provides real-life insights and access to a network of experienced advisors. Brett Deering, your host, is one of the premier names in preparedness and exit planning for business owners. On The Exit, Brett will help guide you through key topics around preparedness planning while curating timely discussions focused on helping you maximize the value of your business, and when your time comes, help you realize your exit goals. So welcome to this episode of The Exit with your host, Brett Deering. Uh, Brett is a certified exit planning advisor, which I've learned that credential recently. And if you could just tell the the audience, what is a CEPA? Yeah, that's an interesting, I get that question a lot. I mean, I'll give you, I'll answer it two ways. I'll answer it qualitatively, and then I'll give you a quantitative answer. I think the qualitative answer to start off with is it's really the foundation to help business owners realize their goals uh, around transitioning their business. And, you know, when you think about that, there's really kind of the framework of the certified exit planning advisor strategy is focusing on kind of three real pillars of preparedness planning, and that is business planning, helping the business prepare for exit financial planning, which is really helping the business owner uh, get prepared for the transition and help maximize uh, the net proceeds of the transaction. And then personally, which is really what drew me to the SEPA, um, which was you know really helping that business owner pre-experience and really move past what life's gonna look like after the transaction, which I think a lot of times everybody is so enamored and so focused on the actual transaction that, you know, I have this visual in my mind of, uh, you know, the, the, the deal table has, you know, cake and all these wonderful things and there might be a bottle of champagne and it's, you know, and it's, it's messy and it's empty and there's no one in this, uh, you know, kind of in this conference room and except for the business owner and, and he has that look on his face like, well, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was something that I always thought was important when dealing with, with uh, business owners and helping them get ready for transition. Um, the qualitative or the quantitative answer is really it's a nationally recognized accreditation uh, offered by the Exit Planning Institute. I received mine back in 2013, 2014. And really, it, for me, it was just something that blended well with my background. Uh, I was an outsourced COO and I worked for privately held and family owned businesses uh, and really helped them around growth strategies and managing the day to day operations. And one day, you know, business owners started to say, hey, Brett, can you help me figure out how to sell this now that we've gotten where we want it? And I said, uh, okay, well, the person that I am, I said, well, let me go find out how to do that. And so, uh, you know, I bumped into, uh, you know, this accreditation and I started to look at it and I said, you know, this is a good framework for me to be able to do that. Oh, that's great. That's great. And, and when you, you talk about the whole process of, uh, of a deal, and in the past, you had kind of mentioned some people. I imagine you're part of the team. Who else is on the team when business is considering an exit strategy? Yeah, well, I'm going to say the accountant first, right? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 
Um, you know, but I, I think there are really, you know, a, a few key people. Um, what I would say is different today than maybe even two or three years ago is that um, the certified exit planning advisor, this SEPA should be at the table for business owners. I mean, really they're the planning orchestrator and they really tie all of these, uh, you know, these advisors together. Uh, a trust in a state attorney um, because you're going to have to do some tax planning around uh, you know, the transition itself. And so you want to make sure that you have a really good trust in a state attorney uh, there to be able to help that process through. As I said, the accountant, in most cases, during the due diligence process, there's going to have to be some type of financial due diligence package prepared for the buyer. Uh, and often they'll need reviewed uh, you know, financials, hopefully uh, at, at minimum, uh, but at best uh, audited financials. And so they're going to have to be, have your your accountant there at the table helping with that process as well. Two that I don't know necessarily people think about is an M&A attorney. A lot of times business owners feel like they can, they can, uh, you know, they can actually negotiate this transaction themselves. And, you know, I think this is where a lot of the breakdown happens in sales, uh, you know, of businesses and, and the negotiation process. And, you know, I think if you don't have an M&A attorney that really understands the legality of the negotiation and all of the documentation, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Uh, and quite candidly, I think it's one of the reasons why so many businesses fail to sell on an annual basis. And then finally, the investment banker. Um, this is an area that I think a lot of times business owners, well, I don't wanna pay an investment banker. And the way that I always explain that is, imagine that your business is, you know, uh, you have an opportunity to go from a four multiple to a six multiple. And let's just say the difference between those two multiples and EBITDA are a million dollars or $2 million. And you're gonna pay your investment banker, let's just say a quarter of a million dollars uh, to, to actually help negotiate this transaction. Would you invest $225,000 uh, to be able to make you know, one to 2 million? And the answer to that question every time is yes. And that's the way you need to look at it from the investment banker is it's an ROI uh, transaction with an investment banker. You're gonna get a, high, a higher ROI a higher ROI when utilizing an investment banker. Last thing I'll say is this, 80% of businesses up for sale every year do not sell. Wow. I, I feel in my career, the reason why is because business owners feel they can negotiate the transaction themselves. Secondly, really don't have a real understanding of the true value of their business. And, and they don't have somebody that's negotiating and keeping them at the table with the buyer. So those are, the, I, in my mind, the five key people that need to be at the, at the table with, with a business owner. You've said multiple times in that, in that dialogue, people insist on trying to do it themselves. And I, I have a lot of clients that will, not selling, but just in general, will call at last minute. And the cleanup process is a lot worse than if we just talked about it beforehand. And if you gave a heads up, at least. And I don't know why people, and I've heard people in a transaction say, well, I'm going to try and handle this myself. And I don't understand it. Well, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like the standard. I mean, I have two thoughts about that. It's like me trying to uh, play basketball against Michael Jordan and win, right? A lot of times, you know, these are individuals and, and, and institutions that are on average doing three to 10 transactions a year, have 20 years, 25 years of experience, they know this like the back of their hand. I came from, uh, you know, Goldman, and I was sitting across the table from business owners, um, you know, representing the opposition. And I understood all the tricks of the trade. That was one of the reasons why I left because I didn't like it. Um, but 
what I would say is if you're a business owner and you think that you can sit down and have a negotiation where you're going to maximize the value of your transaction with individuals that have been doing that on average for 25 to 30 years, it's not going to happen. I'm not saying you're not, I'm not saying you're not a great business owner because you are. I'm just saying that is not a place that you really want to go in by yourself. When is the last time you had a formal preparedness assessment conducted on your business? And why is it important? From not knowing where to start in the process to receiving bad advice, selling a business is one of the most difficult processes you will go through. It is also one of the most important decisions you will make. So why leave your success to chance? Our preparedness assessment will prepare you and your business for transaction by helping you navigate the pitfalls of the sales process. Find and fix issues that could cause a loss of value at sale or totally disrupt your ability to sell. So start today by clicking on the link in the summary of this podcast to take a quick business checkup and receive your free copy of the six questions to ask yourself before selling. Now, back to the podcast. So uh, moving to a different area, I, I've seen a lot of it in, in, in your bio. I've seen it uh, talking with clients, PE firms, private equity firms coming in and buying. If a company is considering you know, a company that's been in the family for X amount of years, usually a culture shock when the PE firm comes in, what should a, a seller consider if they are looking into a PE firm buying their organization? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, they, they need to clearly understand what their exit is, right? A lot of times business owners say they want to sell um, and they want to leave the business. Uh, if you want to do that, private equity is not going to be optimal for you. Private equity is, and you have to understand the private equity model. Private equity model is usually uh, a financial buyer will come in. They're either have a larger platform company that they're looking to roll your company up to or into, uh, or they're looking at you as potentially that platform company where they can go and find smaller add-ons. And so in most cases, the business model is they'll, they'll buy either majority or minority share of your business. They will ask you to stay on for a minimum of five years. And I can give you a reason why that, that, that five year is the number. In most cases, uh, you'll, you'll be standing in, you know, kind of in these business meetings, management meetings with the private equity or the financial investor. You have to be okay with the fact that maybe where you felt you wanted your business to go, uh, maybe they have a different vision for that. And so, you know, you have to remember that you know, they are now also equally, if not a majority owner of that business, and they actually have the last say about what and how you run the business. So if you're not familiar with that, then you need to understand that those are some of the things that you, you want to be familiar with. The other component of it, you know, ultimately is, you know, a lot of times business owners are used to, you know, dividending, you know, uh, proceeds out at the end of the year with uh, private equity, you know, that pretty much dries up and stops. Or, uh, if they're doing some type of participation, when you when you kind of when you dividend yourself out profits, uh, you have to also dividend uh, profits out to them. So financially, it's different, and you want to make sure that you clearly understand what it's uh, you know the parameters of of having an equity partner. Finally, it is a marriage. Uh, if you're thinking that you're just going to jump into a private equity relationship for five years and it, everything is going to be great, I'm just going to tell you that's just not the way it is. Do your due diligence talk to other businesses that are owned or work or partner with that private equity group, 
talk to the business owners and make sure that they're a good partner for you. Because once you sign that paper, that paperwork and that ink dries, uh, it becomes a, a much more difficult uh, strategy and or situation to be able to undo that. So it's much different than when somebody wants to do an upstream merger to a larger competitor per se. Yeah, I think, well, absolutely. Because, you know, in most cases with a strategic, the one thing that's beautiful about strategics is that they're usually the highest uh, part of the value kind of stream for a transaction. Private equity usually isn't going to offer you the highest price because they can't, right? Um, you know, their, their financial model is being able to create value and create revenue. And so they have to be able to buy that business at some type of, not necessarily discount, but at a lower premium than a strategic. A strategic is buying your business because it's not just looking at your business. It's looking at all of the other potential connectivity to what they're doing in their business, more market share, uh, you know, being able to, to expand their client base, being able to expand and diversify their product base. So it's an accretive transaction for, so for them, uh, it's a much different transaction and they're willing to pay more for your business. The other thing too is it, it's a different uh, strategy when it comes to you exiting the business. In some cases, there's a, it could be 100% cash or some type of cash upfront. Very rarely does that happen. Usually it's some type of high percentage of cash with some type of earn out on the back end. So when you have that, those are kind of the two opportunities. But what I would say is still be prepared to, you know, at least have a couple of years in the business post-transaction. That's great. So one last question. You, you had mentioned owners trying to do it on their, on their own uh, by themselves. If there's one landmine that you commonly see people stepping on, what would it be? I think the biggest one for me is just not being prepared. It's, it's unfortunate um, because I don't think a lot of business owners really feel or understand what that will do to them and how it impacts their transaction. You know, what I earlier I said there's that multiple of four to six. And again, that's just a, a range. It's, it's not reality today. You know, they're, they're much higher. But what I always tell people is, you know, four is your bottoms, you know, is your floor, six is your ceiling. And if you're really, you know, prepared and have everything kind of humming on all four cylinders, you can push past six, even into seven. The only control that you have as a business owner is which multiple you, you can focus on and, and, and really drive for that transaction. If you're not prepared and your financials are a mess and they feel like they have to go in and hire individuals to help clean that up, well, you're going to be closer to the four and maybe even the three. If you have a great documentation, if you have a good management team, if you have good processes and procedures, great financials, and, you know, it's just a, a real easy transition for that buyer, then they're willing to pay six. So, you know, I, I would say the biggest issue is, you know, really not being prepared. And, and I'll just say this final thing, which is business owners, you know, 90% of the time, you're not in control in, of the sale of your business. You know, you're not in control of that. In most cases today, somebody knocks on your door and says, hey, I'm interested in your business, Brad. And I want to learn more. I'm going to send over an NDA. At that point, it's too late. That spread between four and six, it's too late. If your business isn't prepared, um, <laughs> then you're going to get the lower multiple. And then I think the last is not knowing the numbers. 
Uh, a lot of times people will say, well, I, you know, my EBITDA is, you know, 3 million or is it, it's 2 million. Well, do you know what the addbacks are? You know, so you need to go through and understand the financials and understand the numbers before you sit down at a table with somebody who's going to do uh, a tremendous amount of forecasting and modeling about your business. And they're going to know your business almost inside and out as better as you do from a financials perspective. So know the numbers. Great. And people should look you up because it's important that you start the planning process early. And if you plan on selling tomorrow, today is not the planning time. So we're talking uh, much further out. So Brett, I want to thank you. We're hitting right around the 15 minute mark. I want to thank you for coming on today and presenting. You, you provide such great information. I hope that the business owners uh, think about this and listen to it and reach out to you and start the planning process now. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Great to see you as usual. And look forward to the next opportunity to, to work together. You've been listening to The Exit. Start your preparedness journey today by clicking on the link in the episode website of this podcast to take a quick business checkup and receive your free copy of the six questions to ask yourself before selling. If you have any questions about this podcast or how we can specifically help you, contact us at info at tepodcast.com. Take the first step to exiting on your terms. And remember, always be prepared for the exit.